The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Once when Jesus was praying in solitude and the disciples were with him, he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others one of the ancient prophets has arisen. Then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Peter said in reply, the Christ of God. He rebuked them and directed them not to tell this to anyone. He said, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and on the third day be raised. Then he said to all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. The Gospel of the Lord. In the very early days when COVID had just taken root here in this country, I was in the friary one morning reading the news, trying to get caught up and figure out what was going on in the world. And this particular morning, I came across an interesting headline that caught my attention. And in the headline, it had the, the name of a famous athlete. And then after his name, it said, is going into solitude for six weeks. And as soon as I read the headline, I automatically assumed that this athlete had a conversion of, of some sort. And that he was going off to a monastery or to a retreat center to grow in his newfound faith. But as soon as I began reading the article, I realized very quickly that this solitude that this person was seeking had nothing at all to do with God. That what he was attempting to do was essentially hide from COVID. This athlete had made a decision to take his family to one of his many homes that was tucked away somewhere in the hopes that he and his family would be able to protect themselves from getting COVID. 
What he's essentially doing was trying to isolate himself and his family from the world. The article referred to solitude as something negative, as a hiding of oneself whose motivation was fear. What the article was describing, of course, was not solitude, but isolation. The gospel today begins with these words. Once when Jesus was praying in solitude, and the disciples were with him. What happens next? Jesus asked them the most important question of their lives. A question focused upon the identity of Jesus. Who do you say that I am. And after they answer that question correctly by saying that Jesus is the Christ, in Hebrew the Messiah, which means anointed, he then can move on and reveal to them his mission, the mission of the Messiah. The Son of Man must suffer, be rejected, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And it's from there that Jesus can reveal to them now what their response to his identity and to his mission must be, which is namely to take up their cross, to lose their life, and to follow him, which paradoxically saves their life, ultimately, because it leads to eternal life. Quite an extraordinary revelation, all of which takes place in the context of solitude. It is very obvious for Jesus that solitude is not something negative, that it is not a place of hiding whose motivation is fear. But rather for Jesus, solitude is a place of intimacy and self-giving, where he reveals himself to us more deeply. 
Every single person, to some degree, has a call to solitude. Whether it is for a few moments each day, whether it is our vocation, or whether it is a time of solitary retreat or prayer. Yet regardless of how much solitude God is calling us to in our life, there is always a very natural and even grave temptation to run away from solitude because of what it asks of us. Solitude not only asks, but really demands that we give up ourself. The self that wants to be independent. The self that wants to have its own agenda, entertain its own ideas, and fulfill its own plans. Solitude demands that we break away from what is, quite honestly, most natural for us. Our innate tendency towards self-obsession, self-evaluation, and having ourself as the reference point for all of life. Why does solitude demand this of us? So that we can enter into something so much greater. God's revelation and God's self-giving. And in order for that to occur, we must become receptive, humble, and attentive, not to ourselves, but to God. Why does God lead Israel into the desert for 40 years? A place and an experience of deep solitude. Because Israel's love for God was weak. He was self-centered and immature. God in his mercy leads her and us into solitude for the sole purpose that our love for God would deepen and mature. Israel needs to grow up. And by God sending Israel and us into solitude 
He's trying to remove from her life all of the idols, all of the false hopes, all of the vain pursuits in which Israel is entangled in and in which is suffocating her, in which, for the most part, she is completely unaware of. Solitude is God's plan to free Israel from all of her many attachments. It is God's plan to free the disciples today from their ignorance and their own narrow-mindedness. It is God's plan to free us from all of this. And whatever else in our life might be preventing us from a deeper encounter with the living God. Let us pray today that we could offer a greater yes to the solitude that God is calling us to in our life so that we can be led more deeply into the beauty, into the mystery of God.